Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 262, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on October 24th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. You? We've got so much to get through today. Big news week, and we've got a need to get attraction that I'm legitimately excited for. Cool, let's do it. All right, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, you're popping your favorite side of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin, how are you? Oh, my goodness. We have got so much to get through today. And, like, I'm not even... That doesn't mean that I'm not legitimately excited for every e attraction that we do. But this one was just, like, a cool idea that just kind of, like... I, I have to give credit where credit's due. Um, my fiance Rachel, brought it up while we were at Halloween Horror Nights. Like, because we were talking about, like, um, like, I, I saw, I, I think I, I was like, we saw, like, an attraction and, like, a wait time, and I was just like, oh, no, that's, like, you know, cap, like, my wait time limit for that one is capped at, like, 35 minutes. Right. And she was like, oh, that's, like, you know, like, what, what would you, like, like, give, like, a list of, like, caps for wait times, like, how long you would wait? And I was like, that's a good question. So, uh yeah, very excited for that one. But speaking of e-ticket attractions, I have to say, your trip report last week, huge hit with the listeners. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got a lot of really great feedback. Um, you know, whenever we put out a, a, an episode that's over two hours long, I'm like, oh, no, are people going to like like this or listen to this? Every single time we've done it, people have loved how long it is. Like, y- you know, it's. I guess in a you're not forced to consume this content in one sitting. So, you know, you can do a two hour episode and people will just, you know, like have a little bit longer to go through it. It's also hard to shorten a trip report. Yes. Yeah, those are always marathon. Um, But I, I'm going to have some reports uh coming up soon. Not a trip report, but uh, Rach and I have booked for November. Both Very Merry Christmas Party and Jollywood Nights. I'm very excited about them. Yes. So I am. I I get. So they're about a a week apart that we're going. So probably one week we'll do Jollywood Nights on the show. And then the next week we'll do um, Very Merry. Or no, reverse that because Very Merry's first. Right. So, I mean, Very Merry, we've been there before. We might not need to dedicate an entire show to it. But Jollywood Nights definitely is going to get its own e-ticket attraction because... I am so excited for this event. Like we've got even more stuff to talk about it with today in the news, and it's going to be. I I just love that there's now two Disney Christmas parties to go to. Yeah, I hope you know. I hope it's good enough that it sticks around. I'd love a chance to go to it one day. Are you feeling like the Christmas like bug yet? Like, are you kind of like ready to ready for Christmas? Uh, I'm always kind of ready for Christmas. So I I'm... am. I am too, and I am just like so over Halloween right now. A lot of people have said that this year. I don't know why. I don't know. Dude, like, here's the thing. I have been, like, full-blown Halloween since 
like September 1st or even like going as far. No, like since August, like, you know, Disney decorates for Halloween in like on August 1st. Right. Um, Remember they know, put some stuff lie this year. Do you remember that? I know it's, it's getting ridiculous. Like, and I've been going to Halloween Horror Nights, and we've been watching horror movies, and like we just had a big, like, Rachel, my best friend Jenna, and I just had, like, a horror movie marathon the other day. We've been watching that new um, Chucky series on Peacock, okay. which is actually really good. Is it? We watched the first episode, and it was excellent. And I was like, oh, wow, but, like, I haven't seen all the movies. So now we're going back, and we're watching all the Child's Play movies to, so that we can get, like, a lot of the references oh. and Easter eggs. Oh, man. The first one was very good. Uh, have you watched Wolf Like Me on Peacock? No, I have not. Not bad. No? Okay. Short half-hour episodes, Josh Gad, Isla Fisher. I am very, very excited because I just got Rachel into Rick and Morty. Okay. And, I mean, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. So I am super, super excited that, you know, like, she's actually watching it. So, like, whenever, whenever there's an opportunity to put it on, now I put it on. That's great. I'm like, hey, we can watch more Rick and Morty. Like, um, but yeah, a big thanks to our patrons. Hope you guys have been enjoying the extra content we've been putting out. Last week, you had a couple of patron episodes, both in audio and video format. Um, also, we released the first episode of Orlando Outside Disney, where Justin Suter and I kind of took a look at all like the Universal, SeaWorld, Icon Park, just everything kind of outside the Disney bubble going on in Orlando. It's the same you know, format as two end of the mouse. We did the news and then we did like, we focused in on Halloween horror nights. Uh, so, you know, new episode of that will be coming later this month. We've got a Pete and I have an episode of the geek watchtower. That'll be coming out this week where we discuss Ahsoka, uh, like the full series, you know, a, kind of a retrospective plus all the geek news of the week, including news on like things like the rocketeer remake and, uh, gargoyles coming to TV. So we've got that coming at you guys. Uh, there's going to be a new, festival food feature with Rach and I coming out this week in video. That's a video format uh, where we go around uh, food and wine festival and we, you know, do a little video on like certain food items and give you guys a review. So all of that and more at um, patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. Pete and I are going to be recording another patron episode this week as we do every week, but we're also going to be doing the first in our series on um, you, uh, old Disney trip reports. Or old di old Disney home movies. So we're gonna be watching my super yeah, excited. We're gonna be watching my 1987 video, which I mean, look, I'm two years old in it, so you know, it's it's more adorable than anything else. But uh, I think it's interesting because you get to see like how Disney has changed. And my dad records an entire Castle stage show, pretty much. Okay. And they were right. they were much, much different in 1987. You're oh, gonna yeah, like, sure. I can't wait to get your reaction of what this castle stage show is because it, it and also so it's Disney and SeaWorld. So I think that while you might not have a point of comparison, I think people are gonna be really interested because I'm gonna spoiler alert, Magic Kingdom doesn't look that like Main Street, not that different nowadays, right. you know, from what it was in 1987. Looks very much the same. SeaWorld looks completely different. So buckle up because that's going to be an adventure. Okay. All right. Ready to get into the show proper and uh, get ready for the news. 
Let's get some news on. Let's get some news on. The news brought to you by our friends over at Away With Me Travel, who will plan your next vacation at no additional cost to you. Uh, Justin and his team over there, they specialize in Disney, but they can book you anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, they just did Pete's Disneyland trip. They're going to be doing my next Disney cruise. They are our preferred and recommended travel provider. All right. Worldwide news. We've got a special holiday shopping offer being extended to Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Okay. Now, this is a thing they do every year. Like, whenever the holidays come around, they give APs like a special discount. And these are like the moments like I've I've always been famously terrible with money. Uh, You know, like, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, there's this thing I want. I'm going to go get it. But Rachel will be like, okay, so there's this thing we want, but let's wait until there's an AP discount that's like, you know, 25 to 30%. And, and then we'll go get it. And that's always the trick. You got to judge how hot something's going to be. That's also very true. And, 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 you know, you never know. Some of these things are very limited time. Then you have things like, uh, like that. Do you remember that? Like, um, that drink cup that was like, had the enchanted rose in it from beauty and the beast. Yep. And it was like, people were buying this thing on eBay for like 200 bucks. Like, I mean, people were cutthroat about getting their hands on these it that it it was just everywhere it was everywhere and nobody wanted it so yeah, it's like figment popcorn buckets everyone went crazy for them and oh this was like cool here's more like why would they not make more and sell more exactly understand. and it's just like the desire to get it the first day and then you have to deal with the scalpers like you know the, the i am shocked that disney has never instituted like a like a two item per person rule yeah, it's always something weird, right? Like ten per person or something like that. Yeah, but like during like during the Figment popcorn bucket situation, when people were waiting four or five hours on the line to get this popcorn bucket, you were seeing people walk away with ten, right? And it's like, okay, you're not like you don't just really love Figment. You're gonna go resell those. So you know, it's like there there have been a couple instances where it would be like Funko Pops or something like that, where they would do like a two per person rule. But then right. the scout, the scalpers just then bring their entire. They bring like a family of five with them, right? Well, Galaxy's yeah. Edge has always had rules on like how many you can buy of things. Mm-hmm. Oh my! My six year old needs to buy two of this Splash Mountain Funko Pop, right? Um. All right. So Walt Disney World annual pass holders can get a head start in holiday shopping with a special twenty five percent discount at Shop Disney from October seventeenth through October twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. Uh, so that that is a special pre-holiday um, shopping discount. Typically, I think the actual holiday season you get we get thirty percent. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, cast members. I want to. I I could be completely off on this, but I almost want to say cast members get like forty percent during wow. the holidays. Yeah, like cast members get a really good like discount during the holidays. So you know. A lot of people get Disney stuff for me for for Christmas. So actually, that only certain people might get Disney stuff if I find something that really fits. I'm a big gift card person. I like okay. to, I like to give gift cards. I like to receive gift cards. It's it's difficult. Gift cards are hard. I will gift card uh, my wife a lot of times because mm-hmm. it's things like I'll get her a spa gift card because I know she won't spend that money on herself. So this way I'm forcing her to go to the spa, which I know she likes. Right. Or if I'm getting it for a place, I know she wants to go but doesn't frequent. And I'll be like, here's a gift card. It's like an excuse for you to take some time and go there. 
That's what I recommend to my family with Rachel, because if they give her like cash, she'll just be like, great money for bills. And I'm yeah, like, no, that's not exactly. what a gift is supposed to be be for. Like, I'm gr- I'm I'm super happy that, you know, you're responsible because Lord knows I'm not. But like that money is supposed to be for something fun. Like at Christmas time, I think I mentioned this. on I don't know if it was on this show or on the patron show, but like my family loves to give us Disney gift cards. And I love that because it's our festival food money. Right. And like we're still now in October using gift cards from last December. And we have the Disney Visa uh, Chase Visa card. Mm-hmm. So we typically will use the rewards we get from that also for like, let's, you know, go eat at the parks or, you know. Right. So that way we're not like, you know, breaking the bank, trying to eat all this stuff. It's hard. I try not to gift card. You know, I, I use gift cards the last resort with some people. Um and I try and think of things that, you know, I could get them that they might want first. But I do know what you're saying. Sometimes it's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. I have a Rogue Comics gift card that's been burning a hole in my pocket. I know. Well, you're only like 1,500 miles away. So. I know. The next time, when I'm up for Christmas, I'm going to have to break out the Rogue Comics. Uh, I got $25 in Rogue Comics that I am just... Awesome. That was a um, that was a Christmas gift for my parents. They, uh, oh. they That was when you met my mom. Yeah, your mom, lovely human being. Oh yeah, no, I'm a fan. Wonderful. Both your I'm parents a... are wonderful people. Yeah, I'm a fan. They're 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 good people. I I, I you know I'm very I am very fortunate. Yeah, you uh, lucked out in the in the parent lottery. You did I good. did. I did. I I used to think that like all parents were just like great, and then like as I grew older and like heard other people's stories, I'm like, oh no, okay. So like, I had a a, a number of people tell me over the years, like you know, you're really lucky because your parents are awesome, and I was yeah. like, wow, like. I never realized just like how awesome my parents were. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a good thing. Good so, for you. Nice. You. Um, all right. So here is how the annual passholder discount works. You sign into your Disney account and verify that your Walt Disney world annual pass is linked to your account. You should also be able to view your annual pass under the membership and passes tab. You then sign into shop Disney using your Disney account and enter the promotion code WDW 25. The discount will then be applied to all eligible items in your bag. I, this is something that Disney does with the mobile order that I love where like, if you like mobile, have you done mobile checkout yet? At a Disney yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. When you're like, when you're like an AP, like, and you have your AP attached to the app and stuff like that, it just automatically applies whatever discount you have at the moment, which is perfect for me because I always forget right you're like oh by the way i mean they used like sometimes they ask and whenever they ask i like go out of my way to thank the cast member for asking because i'm like i will literally always forget you this is something universal is actually very good at they they always ask nice so okay uh it is not valid on purchases made at the disney store or a disney store outlet in north america at Disney Parks and Resorts location or on Disney Store merchandise purchased from other retailers. So this is only a Shop Disney exclusive discount. So you go 25%. That's not something to, you know, shake a stick at. Yeah, not bad. Not that I shake sticks at many things. Uh, resort news. We have got a new Christmas display coming to the Yacht Club this year. It is going to be a gingerbread um display and we love those okay. gingerbread displays obviously the most famous of the gingerbread displays is the grand floridian the the full-on gingerbread definitely 
but according to this article, Disney's Yacht Club will unveil an all-new gingerbread display this year as part of Walt Disney World's holiday celebrations. This year, guests will once again be able to see the works of culinary art, including the new display in six resort locations. There will be holiday displays at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Beach Club, the Boardwalk, the Contemporary Resort, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and the Yacht Club Resort. Now, the Yacht Club is the one that will be getting a new display this year. So, Beach Culinary... Club always does the uh, gingerbread carousel. Yes, they do. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Culinary teams spend up to seven months planning and building the displays. For example, the culinary team at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa starts mixing fragrant dough in May, letting it cure a full two months before it is baked. Individual shapes from shingles to Mickey cookies are then baked and decorated throughout the summer and then stored for construction in November. The house itself takes three days to build. I can't wait for that. Like, I hope that's up at like November 1st. Yeah, you know, you almost have to be happy for Halloween because it kind of prevents it's like this buffer so that yes. it gives you room for Christmas. Because if there was no Halloween, you got to wonder how early Christmas stuff would go up. Oh, totally. I mean, look, look there's already stuff up in like Walmart and Target. Right. But it's different. They're, I get that they're trying to sell you. Yeah, right. they're trying you to sell want... you decorations to put up next month. Exactly. Which which I totally get. And I mean, like, you know, the Halloween stuff starts going up in these places in July so people can chill out with their outrage. It's funny. There's actually a house near me that I drive by that has a Christmas decoration up on their front lawn. They have this big, like, ornament looking thing that says Merry Christmas. And it's been up all month. And I wonder if they're just doing it as this, like, kind of joke. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it literally went up, like, October 1st. Right. (laughs) It's just a singular, large Christmas decoration on their front lawn. I don't know. It's (laughs) awesome. I love that. Um. All right. So the full schedule for Halloween activities has been announced for Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. I know you've been itching to know about this. Tell me about. All right. Um. Highlights include the Halloween golf cart extravaganza on Monday, October thirtieth, from four thirty p.m. to five thirty p.m. The Halloween Beach Blast at Clementine's Beach on Monday, October thirtieth, from seven p.m. to ten thirty p.m. and Camp or Treat on Tuesday, October thirty first, from six to nine thirty p.m. So there you go. That's that's, you know, so month um, all month long has been a puzzle hunt at the bike barn from nine to five uh, to receive your prize. You have to navigate the campground with your activity packet to solve various villainous themed puzzles um, on. So then October 28th, there's going to be the pet parade at the campfire theater. Uh, you can win prizes for best Disney themed pet, best family costume and best in show. There's also the glow grinning glow party at the meadow swimming pool. For spooky glow activities, both inside and outside the pool, from 8.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Uh, the Halloween golf cart extravaganza staging begins at the Hitch and Hitchhike Bar. Uh, arrive no later than 4 p.m. Guests wishing to participate must sign up at the Bike Bar no later than 2 p.m. on Monday, October 30th. Late arrivals will not be judged for the winner's circle. The pumpkin decorating drop-off is at the Settlement Recreation Area from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., and you drop off your pumpkin at the settlement area from 5.30 to 6.30. Voting will take place from 7 to 8.30. Pumpkins not are not available for purchase at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. You will need to provide your own pumpkin. You can very easily find one at Walmart or Publix or any place around there. 
Um, the Halloween Beach Blast will be a wickedly fun Halloween celebration filled with activities that include a DJ and competitions for guests of all ages. New this year is a costume contest. Fireworks viewing concludes the Beach Blast at 10.15 p.m. All Beach Blast competitions will have signups taking place at the start of the event. Activities begin at 7.30 p.m. And then on actual Halloween, you've got um, camp retreat, campfire activities at 7 the country campfire from 7.30 to 9.30, and then a showing of Hocus Pocus at 8.40 p.m. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, really is. You know, Fort Wilderness is kind of its own experience. It's it's so unique in as far as Disney resorts go, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's you know, sometimes it's like being in a different, like, Disney world when you're yeah. there. Yeah. Like, if you've never been, you're like, oh, it's radically different than any other... Completely on Disney. Completely. It, it is um yeah, it's insane. The uh I mean, I don't think I would ever do like a camper or like a god forbid a tent, because I'm that's just not me. But I would and and if it's you, I I'm so jealous because I wish like I could like enjoy myself doing that. I just it's just not my thing. I would love to do one of the cabins though at some point. But the cabins are like no more. No, I'm pretty sure the cabins are still there. I thought I heard they were doing away with it, though. I thought they were also like building a DVC area of it as well, which are going to have like, you know, big expensive rooms. Maybe that's why they're doing away with it. Maybe. Could be wrong. I thought I just remember reading that somewhere. I mean, the cabins always looked great to me. They always looked like cozy. I hadn't heard that they're doing away with them. I'm going to have to look into that. I could be wrong. I thought I read something. Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is also temporarily restricting access for day guests. That is going to be from October 26th to November 2nd. Only guests with resort or dining reservations will be admitted during that time. Registered guests who will be staying at the resort will be unable to add day guests to their reservation. So uh, I guess that is because they don't want everybody coming to, you know, do the Halloween stuff if you're not staying at the resort. Right. Does that I can't imagine they're stopping people, though, from taking the boat from magic kingdom over there hmm. yeah like, could I mean, you imagine trying to get on the boat and they're like whoa whoa you stay here like you know like i absolutely they'll stop people from the front gate but right right and i could see them like you know kind of like the the pools of the polynesian and beach club like you might need a like to prove that you're staying there to do the halloween events Sure. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, get a special wristband for trick-or-treating and stuff like that. I don't know. All right, in water park news, Blizzard Beach is going to be reopening this November, which I'm very excited about. Um, Blizzard Beach will reopen to guests on November 6th, 2023. There are no changes to the park's attractions, but there will be some new food and beverage options. Specialty churros have also made their way onto the menu at Arctic Expeditions. This includes the S'mores Churro, which are churro bites topped with graham cracker crumbs, marshmallow whipped cream, chocolate sauce, and toasted mini marshmallows, and banana split churros, which are churro bites topped with banana slices, sliced strawberries, pineapple chunks, cookie and brown pe- uh, cookie and brownie pieces, <laughs> chocolate and caramel sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry. Uh, during the holiday season, Santa will also be appearing along with holiday treats, including peppermint shakes and cookie decorating. And Typhoon Lagoon will have its last day of operations on November 5th before starting its annual refurbishment. So this is the thing that they do now. We never have both water parks at the same time anymore. Right. And and I think that's been since since they reopened from COVID, right? Like, yep. Before then, they were both open. Were they? I think so. I'm excited. Blizzard Beach is my favorite water park. 
I mean, I haven't been there since I was 12. So maybe like when we go, I'm going to be like, oh, wow, this actually stinks. But I have very <laughs> fond memories of Blizzard Beach. I know uh, you've been waiting for this. Yes. Now, I'm I'm curious about Santa being there because like, do you think he's going to be like full full on Santa or do you think he's going to be like Santa in like, you know, beach gear with like a Hawaiian shirt? And, I would hope you know, beach gear with a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. yeah, me too. Right. Like they, they did um, Christmas in July in Disney Springs years ago. And, and one of the things was that Santa was there at yield Christmas shop. And it was like Santa in like beach gear. I remember that it was awesome. Yes. So awesome. I loved it. Uh, all right. In Disney Springs news, chef Morimoto is going to be offering an exclusive culinary experience to guests over at Morimoto Asia. World renowned iron chef Masaharu Morimoto is visiting Morimoto Asia at Disney Springs this holiday season for a weekend of special events. First on Friday, December 1st and Saturday, December 2nd, Chef Morimoto will be holding a celebration of 100 years of House of Suntory Fine Whiskies with a Suntory 100th anniversary tasting. Each evening from 5 to 6.30 p.m., a limited number of guests will sample exceptional whiskeys alongside small bites. Tickets are $355 plus tax and gratuity per person, and attendees must be 21 plus. That's more expensive than a Nintendo Switch. Can you so, get me one of those tickets? Yeah, let me, I'll, pay, let me, I'll pay you back. Yeah, let me just, uh, you know, like a whiskey tasting. I mean, uh, later in the evening on December 1st and 2nd, Chef Morimoto will host his highly exclusive Momokase beginning at 7 p.m. Ten lucky guests each evening will enjoy an intimate seven-course meal personally prepared by the Iron Chef himself, paired with rare bottles from House of Centauri's signature whiskey collection, including the option to upgrade to a quarter-ounce pour from one of only 200 bottles of Yamazaki 55 in the world. This unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity starts at two thousand dollars per person plus tax and gratuity must be 21 uh or older to purchase tickets finally on sunday december 3rd get into the holiday spirit with 12 beers of christmas hosted by chef morimoto you sample 12 beers paired with 12 bites non-alcoholic beverage options for kids make this a family-friendly event choose from two different time slots and either general admission or a booth with a bottled water and decor and dedicated server Tickets start at $95 for adults and $55 for children plus tax and gratuity. So uh, you think like at that one, like Chef Morimoto was like a character meet and greet. That'd be awesome. Like they've just got him like there, like in like a like a queue line, you know, you come up and take picture with him. He's got a cool background. Yeah. Maybe like holding like a spatula or something. Uh, have you ever eaten there? Yeah, I love uh, love Morimoto Asia. It's really good, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get Rachel to go. She won't go. She like it's one of those things where she's usually like, eh. no. uh, she's she's really particular about Asian food. So, um, you know, she she really likes these like little hole in the wall places, like something something like the Iron Chef's, you know, restaurant in Disney Springs. She's kind of like, eh. but I'm like, it, it's you know, good though. She loved Yak and Yeti, so I'm like, if you loved Yak and Yeti, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can handle Chef Morimoto. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it is good. Those those sticky ribs that he's got are just unbelievable. Yep. Now, I have not gone since the opening of Morimoto Asia Street Food right outside the, the restaurant because you can get the sticky ribs there, and that's really all that I want. Right. But when I went with my aunt and uncle, we got the sticky ribs. We got the, the, the sliced duck. We got so much good stuff. And yeah, it's just a great dining experience. I I really, really want to go again. I love the open kitchen. 
Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful restaurant on top That's of gorgeous. great food. Uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Like it's one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, I am in a celebrity chef's restaurant. Right. Now, have you ever gone to like any of the other ones, like Art Smith's Homecoming or I've I've gone to Homecoming a couple times. Also pretty good. Yeah, I've not done that one yet. So we'll see. I'll get there eventually. Um, Frontera Cocina is also a celebrity chef restaurant, isn't it? Huh. Who is it? I don't know. I vaguely want to say I think it is, but can we can we just get a Gordon Ramsay restaurant in Disney Springs? Like, oh, that's never happening. Come on, we got more. We got Chef Morimoto. He's the Iron Chef. It's kind of a different situation. Yeah, I know, but I just I just want one in or in the Orlando area, even like downtown Orlando or whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Um, it wouldn't be in in springs i mean well, that would... i mean we've got like gordon ramsay's fish and chips at icon park but yes that's like a fast food restaurant right uh i don't know i i just want more gordon in orlando proper i don't want to have to go all the way to miami to to find the closest gordon ramsay restaurant right you know i was looking at um well I'm up in december i was like oh man, there's got to be like a gordon ramsay restaurant in times square um other than fish and chips and there's not no, why why don't you just go to AC? I don't like Atlantic City. I don't know. I mean, I don't like Atlantic City either, but I will drive there and eat there. It's a three hour drive. I don't know. It's not a three hour drive. Stop. Atlantic City, that's a pretty long drive. Dude, I I do it frequently. It is How maybe long is an it? hour maybe an hour and forty five minutes. Is it really? Yeah. Why do I have vague memories of it being like three hours? Maybe I hit like really bad traffic or something like that. I have that. no idea. I've only been to Atlantic City one time, and it was having like, said that. If you are gonna eat, I would go to Hell's Kitchen. I wouldn't go to Steak. If okay. you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, if you guys are coming up, make your reservations ahead of time. Yeah, I feel. I don't know. I feel like if I went to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant while I was up uh, for Christmas without Rach, it would be like you know. Oh, I assumed I, you were bringing her. No, she has to work during Christmas. That's why I'm that's, okay. Yeah, so you know, I'm coming up so that I don't spend Christmas by myself. Um, yes, yeah, so, and she's gonna, you know, stay over at her family's. Um, got it. So, you know, it's kind of like our last, like, it'll probably be our last, like, Christmas apart before we're, you know, married or whatever. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause next, next Christmas we, we should be married. Yeah. Wow. That just hit me. Uh, but yeah, hopefully by then, you know, we'll have it figured out, like, you know, where to go what to do. it's always like you know difficult especially when my family's you know 1500 miles away right so but yeah i'll be driving up with the dog as per usual good for you yeah he's not a great co-pilot though well he he, he gets very stressed out magic kingdom news a frozen holiday surprise is coming on november the 7th what does that mean uh so it's remember the frozen holiday wish so it's kind of the same thing, but it's called a frozen holiday surprise. Okay. It is replacing a frozen holiday wish and will debut November 7th, 2023. The new frozen holiday surprise brings together Olaf and more than 100 snow geese who attempt to add festive decor to Cinderella Castle. With Anna and Kristoff at her side, Queen Elsa adds a sparkling finishing touches, transforming the castle into a shimmering crystallized palace. Uh, a look that will remain throughout each evening. I'm asking this in earnest. Is it a hard G? Is it snow geese? Have I, I been saying so. this wrong? I always thought it was snow geese. I always thought it was snow geese. Huh. 
I, I, would, I have to be fair. I, no I always I always called them snow bees, so okay. I was like totally wrong. Huh? Snow geese. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually say it out loud. It's like Ewoks. Yeah, like it's never actually like like during Frozen Fever. I know this because for Rachel's birthday, one of the things she wanted to do was watch Frozen Fever. Okay, and you they never say they never say snow geese or snow geese out loud. Yes, much like Ewoks. You're right. Hmm. So um, basically, we're getting a new holiday overlay to the castle done with projections, obviously, that will be throughout the night. Now, I've seen what it looks like. There's a little video attached to this. Um, it looks cool. It's not the dream lights. And no, you know, like it doesn't even look like the dream lights. Like. I was like, oh, maybe they can like make a really cool version of this with the dream lights, but it, it kind of looks like Elsa's Ice Palace. We're never getting those dream lights. Never again. Never again. So they did release a video with a sneak peek at the presentation. Um, I mean, look, the castle looks really nice and it's gonna be very pretty, and I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm just glad they're keeping it going throughout the evening. That was my big thing in the last couple of holiday seasons where I was just like, you're not even putting a projection up. Right. You know? Like it's the castle being like special needs to be a thing always. I think I agree. So um, here, actually, if, if, if that comes through, I'm trying to show you a picture of it. I see it. Yeah. What do you think? It looks good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cool. It looks like it's frozen and ice. It's got all those like Elsa snowflakes on it and stuff. I don't know. Is it, am I glad they're doing something? Yes. Something is better than nothing. Right, right. There you go. But man, oh man, am I gonna miss those dream lights forever? I know. People I thought that I was. People thought I was being sensationalistic when I said we're never getting those back. But we're never getting I, those back. We're never getting them back. Apparently, the Festival of Fantasy will be doubling its show times in November in the Magic Kingdom. That, of course, being the world famous Festival of Fantasy Parade, aka Correct. the only parade left in Walt Disney World. The park that used to have parades in all four parks. Yep. Uh, Festival of Fantasy moved to single performances at 3 p.m. from October 30 from October 1st through November 8th, but will return to two performances a day on most days starting November 9th. So that would be um, exceptions are November 11th, which is going to have a single 2 p.m. parade and November 12th with no parade. December 2nd is currently the furthest date out of the parade schedule. The performances will be stepping off at 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. from the 9th to the 2nd. So, okay. Lots of opportunities for the Festival of Fantasy Parade. I love the soundtrack from Festival of Fantasy. I'm so glad that I like Festival of Fantasy. Because if it was like the, the, like the final parade and it was like garbage, I would hate it. Like, I'd be so bitter. Right. But, I mean, it is it is just a good parade. You know, it's funny. I was listening to um, like the soundtrack to Festival of Fantasy while I was compiling the news just because this news item like got me like wanting to hear Festival of Fantasy. And I forgot how much they've cut from the show. Like in the original like soundtrack, there was an entire Once Upon a Dream section. They cut Merida out of it completely. I couldn't believe they cut the Merida float because that was such a cool float. Well, I mean, maybe they just trying to streamline it a little bit. It was just an enormous bagpipe. It was pretty cool. Epcot news. We have new concept art revealing the centerpiece for Luminous, 
in celebration of us. Okay. Um, you know, it's it looks um pretty, I guess. I mean, it's just like a big like like centerpiece in the um it's like a brightly lit column. Not to be confused okay. with a not to be confused with a Marvel Skybeam. Um the surrounding area is also very brightly lit. So yeah, it's it's like a um like a big like pillar in the middle of the lake. All right. <laughs> so I, I can I tell you, and I know this sounds terrible. I'm not super excited for this. I'm not either. I I mean, I, the last couple swing and a miss by Disney on these nighttime shows have just kind of like killed my excitement for them. I feel like it's been a, it's been years of swinging misses at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's like what like. Whenever a new Marvel thing came out, even something that I had no idea what it was, I would be like, oh, my God, awesome. Can't wait. And now they're like, here comes Captain America. And I'm like, "Uh." you know, like it's just enough disappointments and you just lose your excitement for something. I get it, man. You have no idea how much I really want that MCU excitement back. Like, I feel like the only thing right now that I have, like, genuine mcu excitement for is whatever the next spider-man is going to be now it's coming i'm telling you all you know the secret wars and yeah but that, gonna, that's gonna pay off that is a long long way from now is a long way from now yep yeah we got a lot to slog through before we get to this to secret wars um but which is good because it gives us time to age up that uh black panther kid that's true right like we have to like assume that like the whole point of introducing him at the end of that movie was because he's going to become the child of the Black Panther. Well, yeah, like, I in mean, the future, right? Yeah. Like, we're not going to keep going with the Shuri business. No, I mean, why would you have the same name even? It's not something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm all for it. I think having his son become Black Panther would be would be awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so Disney has released more information on Jollywood Nights. Now, I actually purposely did not read this one beforehand. Okay, because I want to kind of like because it said like there's going to like including stage shows and characters. So I kind of want to like discover this one together. Okay. Uh, Disney has shared new information for the upcoming Jollywood Nights debuting November 11th at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney Holidays in Hollywood is a star studded variety show in the grand tradition of Tinseltown holiday specials, all with a twist of, of today's holiday magic. Um, I believe that is with special guest stars, including Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Tiana Bell, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. There are plenty of surprises in store, including a brand new original song by Tiana. Singers, dancers and live jazz musicians round out the talented cast of entertainers in the show at Theater of the Stars. Now, there's really one major thing to take away from this, Peter Mandel. That's Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Of course. Um, and, And from the concept art, as we said last week, it looks like they are puppets. And, even, you know, even better. I'm very, very excited for this. I can't wait to see it. Um, Now, what's this? Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along in the Hyperion Theater. We'll see Jack Skellington take on an ethereal exploration of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Sing-along uh, to beloved songs from this iconic film and discover peculiar magic in unexpected places. Along the way, you'll conquer Oogie Boogie and be encouraged to follow your curiosity. So I guess that's replacing um, the Frozen sing-along for the party. 
That's cool. You gotta let me know how that is. Yeah, I mean, if I go into it, I don't know. Like, there's, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is not really a thing for me. Really? Yeah, I mean, look, I it's fine. I like some of the music, but yeah, it's it's not real. Like, anything Tim Burton things are not really things for me. Man, music's so good though. The music is very good. So, I mean, in the, since this is a celebration of that aspect of it, I will probably, you know, go in just for the the sake of the show. Uh, Minnie, Mickey, and friends are wearing new outfits exclusively for this glitzy celebration, and they invite you to do the same. The new outfits are inspired by the party's vintage vibe, which celebrates the glitz and glam of Hollywood. At the animation courtyard, the gang has just wrapped on the set of their new holiday film, and you're invited to catch a glimpse of the magic with Mickey and friends holiday greetings. I assume this film never actually comes out. No. It, it's like a it's like a modern Star Wars film. It's announced, but it never actually happens. <laughs> uh, uh, the the outfits are pretty cool. They're like turquoise almost. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean it's not like super Christmassy. Goofy looks like the Goofy and Donald are kind of the most Christmassy of the bunch. But um, yeah, I, I get the the vibe they're going for. I don't know if it's like my vibe per se, but like my Christmas vibe is very merry. So let me see it. You got a picture? Uh, yeah, hold on. It's uh, hold up my iPad here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's just, I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, elsewhere, but when, but when you're doing like an alternate Christmas party, you yes. know what I mean? You got to mix it up. A it bit. can't, yeah, it can't just be a like a, a clone of Very Merry in Hollywood Studios, it, it, right. yeah, it would never work. Elsewhere, a DJ will play the merriest of mashups featuring a mix of smooth classics layered with modern buttes. While tunes at the entrance set the tone for the evening, stroll around Echo Lake for a trip down a more recent memory lane featuring holiday music and characters from classic Disney Channel favorites, including Powerline Max, Chippendale as Rescue Rangers, and Phineas and Ferb. There you go. These are all, I, I hate that these are all pictures I already have. I know. I got that. So there's no real like, and Rachel's not big on Rescue Rangers, so you know, we've maybe Phineas and Ferb. Well, again, like I said last week, if if Agent P had been it were to be there, this would be a must get because I don't have right. Agent P, but I have plenty of Phineas and Ferb. Uh, yep, you know photos. At Welcome to Disney Jollywood Nights, strike your best pose for the Gram in front of a stunning. Oh God, do they mean Instagram? Because of course they do. The Gram. Oh, that was cringy, Disney. Like, I just picture like <laughs> I, just, I just picture like somebody's like dad being like, oh, you, you, your kids going on the gram like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> in front of a stunning new neon sign before joining the dance party. Disney's photo pest photographers will be there to capture the moment and complimentary digital downloads of your photo pass photos captured during the event are included in the price of your ticket. So you get the memory maker for the event. With your ticket. Right. That's pretty cool. Is that not normally how like hard ticket events work? You know what? I've never noticed because I always just had the like when I just did Oogie Boogie, you know, the the wristband they put on you actually yeah. had a, a QR code on it. And that's what your PhotoPass photographer scans. Oh, interesting. Because you get all the um, pictures. A robotic arm magic shot will capture your red carpet moment with a glamorous show stopping video. There's also a camera array magic shot, seven cameras that will shoot a boomerang style photo of your group in front of a Disney Jollywood Nights background. 
Finally, Disney has shared details on the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Guests attending the event can request to join the queue beginning at 6 p.m. Each guest can request to enter this virtual queue no more than once per event. This is only available for guests on the day of the event and uh, of, of the event they are attending and their specific event tickets must be linked to their My Disney Experience account in order to join the virtual queue. Guests attending this special ticketed event do not need to be in Disney's Hollywood studios to request to join at the time the queue becomes available. Okay. I am not going to be doing, um, you know, I would uh, rise. There's a, a Christmas party. I'm just not going to do it. I would. I can't. Like, I, I, I'm, I think there's so much else to, to do. Like, if do I'm you gonna... think when they, when they save you, they're like, come on, everybody. It's a Christmas miracle. We're getting you out of here. No, I think they're going to be like, Come on, everybody. It's a Christmas miracle. We're, we're going to get out of here now. <laughs> Keep your hands up inside at all times. At which point you like, and I would be like, Christmas? There's no Christmas in Star Wars. I know. Kylo Ren's going to have like a Life Day Santa hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they just like superimpose like a Santa costume on General Hux? But like, great. but like he doesn't acknowledge it. Like he's just like resistance sympathizes you. But he's like full on Santa Claus. But he's wearing like a like an ugly Christmas sweater. Oh, or or he's just dressed as a reindeer with like the big. <laughs> I can I just tell you something? I love that we get to experience that actor in both Disney and Universal at this point. Oh yeah, because he's Bill Weasley. Yep. In uh, in Diagon Alley at the Gring- Escape from Gringotts. Yep. Every time he pops up on uh, Rise of the Resistance, I always think to myself, oh, man, it's Bill Weasley. And then when he pops up in Diagon Alley, I'm like, General Hux. <laughs> so, oh, man. I don't know why I'm so entertained by the idea of General Hux in like a Christmas outfit. It's a life day miracle, resistance scum. <laughs> uh, we have a guide to the food and drink of Jollywood Nights, if you're interested okay. in that. Uh, okay, so the new nighttime separately ticketed event will feature three event exclusive locations to enjoy festive food and drink. Note that all food and beverages are available for purchase at Disney's Jollywood Nights and are not included with your event ticket. Uh, the holiday fiesta in La Calle on Commissary Lane will be filled with Latin holiday tunes, colorful decor, and plenty of eats and sips inspired by Latin holiday traditions for a vibrant and lively party. At the Hollywood Brown Derby Jazzy Holidays, the restaurant transforms into a smooth jazz joint playing holiday tunes amidst sparkling decor. Here you can sip craft cocktails and indulge in an exclusive menu of light bites while enjoying the music and ambiance of this classy establishment. To experience jazzy holidays at the Holiday Brown Derby, you can request to join the walk-up waitlist on the My Disney Experience app. The Twilight Soiree at the Tip Top Club is a swing soiree in the courtyard of the Hollywood Tower Hotel. A live band will be bringing the fun with holiday tunes in jukebox style as you sip on fancy cocktails. In addition to the three unique areas, the parks of the restaurants and kiosks are also serving holiday menus. Uh, now, this to me, so, do you, I, you don't watch The Office, do you? I have seen every episode. Yes. It sounds like Michael Scott's classy Christmas. Right. <laughs> like when he's like classy Santa and they have like the, yep. the lone bass player in like the corner. Um. Okay, so the holiday fiesta in La, in La Cale at um, ABC Commissary. Has chicken empanadas with street corn, yuca con chicharron, mushroom tacos, uh, burria taco, temblique, Mexican hot cocoa cheesecake, manganada, zero proof pina colada, and an oaxaca old fashioned, which is a bunch of uh, alcohol. 
At the baseline tap house, you can get a tuna ceviche, which sounds terrible. Um, not a you know, I've got that thing with cilantro where it's basically like, oh, you you bathed this shrimp in dish soap. <laughs> um, the a charcuterie cup and a beer margarita. Now, look, I I am not a big drinker, but I stop all for a beer margarita. Okay, I, it is actually the drink that I make at home. I pour a margarita and a and a coronita into a like a like a cup, and that's like my like my adult beverage. That's your go to. Yeah, because it reminds me. So I was like big in the Jersey, big in going down the shore in Jersey um, for a while, like right after I turned 21. And, and at the time, Corona Rita's were like the big thing. It was like a okay. you, get, you get a margarita and like a big glass. And they actually had this like little attachment that went on the side where like a little Corona, a Coronita was overturned in your margarita glass. And as you drink the margarita, the Corona like empties into it. Okay. It's really good. Look, Rachel doesn't like margaritas or beer, and she and she enjoyed the sip of it that she took. Okay. So it's a trust me on this one thing. Minute Bill's Dockside Diner will have a spicy pimento kimchi dip, roasted eggplant dip, poutine tots, which are potato barrels topped with gravy, brisket, mozzarella curds, and chives. So that's going to be a, a must-have for me, probably. The Christmas tree cookie stack. The Sandy Claws Hot Cocoa and the Naughty or Nice, which is Crown Royal Whiskey and Ginger mixed with orange cranberry and grapefruit juices and topped with fresh cranberries. Over at Epic Eats, you've got a spicy Korean chicken funnel cake, a brisket Reuben funnel cake, a s'mores funnel cake, and a Samuel Adams winter lager. Fairfax Fair will feature a holiday turkey popover, which is roasted turkey and creamy mashed potatoes topped with gravy, cranberry chutney, and chives, and a house-made popover. You have also the Just the Sides popover, which is mac and cheese and savory collard greens with ham, topped with cornbread crumbs in a house-made popover. The PB&J Donut, Kermit's Frozen Banana Bliss, which is frozen banana and white chocolate with caramel swirls, topped with matcha whipped cream and sprinkles, which is non-alcoholic, and a mistletoe martini. Dinosaur Gertie's Ice Cream of Extinction has a Christmas Gertie cookie. It's adorable. Okay. It's, like a, it's like a holiday cookie that's Dinosaur Gertie with the Santa hat on. I like that. I like any yeah, Gertie reference. I look, I love Gertie. Um, this can also come available with mint soft serve ice cream, which I will take a pass on. I don't I like guess green because it's I don't like mint flavored things. Like I don't like, you know, give me a like a York peppermint patty. I, I can't do that. Uh, I like York peppermint patty. Yeah, I, I don't find it refreshing at all. I just don't like mm. mint ice cream. I don't like mint. Um. I don't like candy canes, you know, like I'll still eat a candy cane occasionally because Christmas, but, you know, not my favorite thing in the world. Like okay. an after dinner mint, fine. But, you know, like you're giving me a piece of candy that has mint in it. Like, I'm just like, no, like, why don't I just at this point, why don't I just, you know, put toothpaste on a on a on a Mars bar and go to town, you know, brushing my teeth. That's Heather goes through phases of like mint chocolate chip ice cream, and it's okay. good because like I'll have a bite. Like I don't need to ever have that myself. Yeah, but I like you know trying hers. Yeah, I just never been a fan. Um, so over at the market, they have buffalo chicken spring rolls, uh, which that sounds like something I need. Frozone's snowball macaroons, spiced apple cider, which I'm wondering if it will actually be apple cider because right, we when, discussed this. Yes, typically when Disney says apple cider, they mean apple juice. Uh, zero proof apple cider, 
and in holiday fashion, which is Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon, Rosemary Syrup, Cranberry and Lime Juices, and Cinnamon. Pizza Rizzo will have a meatball and polenta, which is a giant meatball with marinara and creamy cheese polenta. Olive and goat cheese flatbread, an antipasto flatbread, a tiramisu puff, and a Benvolio Pinot Grigio, Banfi Chianti Superior, Peroni Nastro Azzurro Lager Draft, and Heineken Non-Alcoholic Lager. A non-alcoholic Heineken. Okay. That's interesting to me because I don't know. The Twilight Soiree at the Tip Top Club will have the Fifth Dimension Royale, which is Terramana Blanco Tequilo, uh, Cointreau Liqueur, Desert Pear, Agave Nectar, and Lime Juice topped with Domain S-T-E. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of alcohol, whatever. Uh, Twilight <laughs> Daiquiri, a sparkly pomegranate, pomegranate apple cider, and a Domain um Michelle Brute, I don't know. A lot of alcohol at this place, so I won't be going. <laughs> the Trolley Car Cafe has an ornament mousse, which looks really cute. It's like one of those little like half cake thingies. Uh-huh. It looks like a Christmas tree ornament. Outdoor vending locations will also have gingerbread bites. Um, and yeah, Jazzy Holidays of the Brown Derby. That features Oyster Rockefeller, Crispy Duck Dramettes, Charcuterie Shrimp Cocktail, a Derby Slider, which is a bison and pork belly blend, which I'm all about that. Uh, tuna Carpaccio, Pork Belly Bao, Tofu Bao, and an assortment of classic cocktails. Joffrey's will have a Tinseltown Teeny and a Round of Latte. And there you go. That's all your food and snacks for. Now, I'm wondering if this thing at the Brown Derby is going to be sit down or if that's like more they like transition into a quick service. Interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. So you can request to to join a walk-up wait list on the My Disney Experience app. You can't actually make reservations for it, which makes me believe that like this might be just like yep. a walk-up kind of event. Now I they think don't... I gotta try Brown Derby. You've never done it? Never done it. It's actually really good. I've I've done it a couple times. Every time I look at the menu, I'm like, ah, but people have been telling me it's, it's actually it's worth it. You no, know, it's a good time. And it's it's cool inside too, because it's got like all like the the drawings of like right. all, you know, it, it's pretty neat. Outside Walt Disney World news, Orlando International Airport is going through a massive expansion. Okay. So that is going to be uh, terminal and airfield enhancements. The Greater Orlando Aviation Authority Board has unveiled a series of developments to enhance the passenger experience at Orlando International Airport as the passenger traffic is expected to reach 58 million by year's end. Uh, Key highlights announced include the expansion of Terminal C, a phase two development program will see Terminal C grow to accommodate an additional 16 to 24 aircraft gates. This expansion project will be managed by um, a company. I don't know. Um, the document, um, they're also going to be an automated people mover upgrade. Funding has been approved to overhaul the APM systems connecting the North Terminal to air slides two and four. Mitsubishi Heavy Industries America Incorporated was awarded the contract to replace and maintain vehicles, services, and control equipment. The upgrades are expected to be completed by spring 2027, ensuring passenger traffic flow and enhancing airport connectivity. There's also going to be airfield improvements. Both Orlando International and Orlando Executive Airports will see a major airfield upgrade. At MCO, the Hubbard Construction Company is set to refurbish taxiways G. H and related connectors with work con- scheduled from November 2023 to August 2024. Um, so there you go. We're going to be getting. Uh, I thought this was relevant because it's going to help the vacation experience. To yeah, improve definitely. Orlando Airport. 
So uh, finally, in outside Disney World news, Disneyland has announced the opening date for the Pixar Place Hotel. Woohoo! Which I, have you heard about this? Of course. So <clears throat> Disney says that the Pixar Place Hotel will evoke the inspiration and humor that goes into every Pixar film while celebrating the artistic process. It will be opening on January 30th, 2024. The lobby will showcase early sketches to finish designs. The art and decor will highlight vibrant Pixar stories, revealing some never-before-seen artwork. Guests arriving at the lobby will be greeted by the iconic Pixar lamp balancing atop its ball with an imaginative mobile of beloved Pixar characters floating from the bright skylight above. The mobile will depict the beginning stages of Pixar filmmaking when animators create the character's design with their most basic shapes and colors. The characters you'll see are at the beginning of their journey, just as the guests who step in the lobby begin their own story at Disneyland Resort. I'm looking at the concept art. That's pretty neat. I like it. Uh, from pillows inspired by the Pixar ball to lighting reminiscent of the Pixar lamp, there will be whimsical nods to the iconic animation studio throughout the new guest rooms. Pixar Animation Studios artists created some of the art, especially for Pixar Place Hotel. The headboards will consist of concept art from various Pixar features, including the Incredibles, Toy Story 3, and more that are arranged in order from warm to cool colors, sharing the importance of color to tone to the tone of a scene. So there you have it. The Pixar Place Hotel. Very exciting. Now, was this like an existing hotel that they've like revamped into Pixar Place? Yeah, it's Paradise Pier. Okay. Right, is that what it's called, I believe? I don't know. I don't know. It's Disneyland thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> though it might be soon because uh, there has been there has been some talk of, of a potential trip. I'm not going to jinx it. You really do owe it to yourself to get I really, Yeah, no, I know. I know. All right. Well, that's the news this week. All right, a lot of news. There's a lot of news. All right, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction right after this. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, when you go to Walt Disney World, you basically know that at some point in time, you're going to be waiting on a line. Some of these lines can be nice and quick. Some can be long. Some are in queues that are excellent and, you know, are an attraction unto themselves. And some are, you know, like the Navi River Journey, which is, you know, a, a fate worse than death. Uh, but the um, waiting in line is a part of the Disney experience. And that begs the question, how long? Would you wait in line for specific Disney attractions? Now, this thought, you know, came up this past week, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to explore this very common, not as often talked about aspect of a Disney vacation. So this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are going through the attractions of the Magic Kingdom in Epcot to talk about our maximum wait times for each. I'm excited for this one. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in it. Yeah, like, it's, I don't know, like, and I haven't really, like, like, I didn't sit down and, like, write all of mine down, because I kind of wanted to, like, think about it in the moment. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, you want to just jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so even, like, attractions that we don't typically ride, like, you know, Pete and I aren't going on rock and roller coaster typically, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about what we think the maximum ex wait time experience for that should be. And a lot of things go into this, too, folks. I mean, like, 
something like when we eventually get to Hollywood Studios and we talk about like Star Tours, like I would wait in Star, the Star Tours line for a really long time. Not because of the attraction itself, but because I love that queue. So. Uh, I mean, what's a re- really long time, gentlemen? Really long time in Disney is 90 minutes. You wait 90 minutes for Star Tours? No, probably not 90 minutes. Because that would, because that would, anytime the line basically is not in the building, like when it's out in the Ewok Village, that's when I'm not waiting for Star Tours. Right. Um, all right. Starting off at the Magic Kingdom, meeting Mickey at the Town Square Theater. What's the maximum wait time you would give to this? Again, so now this depends on like, because if it's your first trip, yeah, you, you have, have to, to get a picture with Mickey, no matter what. You have to. Um, I'm gonna, read. yeah, I'm gonna give this 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say an hour. Again, if it's your first trip, you need to get a picture. I also know that's hard to do with kids. Yeah. Um, man, it's not. I, it's not a great queue either. So no, no, it's terrible. But this is one you. This is one you wait for. You just don't get a picture with Mickey all the time. Agreed. Agreed. The Jungle Cruise. Now, good, great queue. One of the best queues they got in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, good queue. That being said, I don't think I'd wait more than 35 minutes for the Jungle Cruise. See, I think this is 45 for sure on this one. Now, Jingle Cruise, I'll go up to 50 to 50 minutes to an hour. Right. Because it's a jingle cruise, it's a unique experience, you know. Right. But jungle cruise, yeah, I, as a, especially like, and now we're coming at this from two different perspectives: me as a local and you as someone who comes here on vacation. So I could totally see, like, you know, on vacation up to forty-five minutes to an hour, right? For jungle cruise, pirates. Now, pirates, pirates is one. Is- pirates is one of those things where when I see a, a long wait, I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, Pirates is interesting, right? You would think I would wait a really long time for it, but they load those boats. The occupancy is so big on that ride. Yes. I would try and get it to 30 minutes. I'm with you on that one. 25 to 30 minutes. On, on yeah. I, I am not waiting for Pirates, typically. Yeah. Um, remember, I mean, we always, like, in the beginning, when we first started the show, we're like, oh, yeah, Pirates is a walk-on. Like, it always is. Yep. It, it moves quickly. It's got a, It's got a decent queue. Um, but yeah, like a 25 minute wait, I think is my maximum for pirates. You know, this doesn't mean I like jungle cruise more than pirates. I absolutely don't. No, I, I get that. I just know how the system works a little bit. And jungle cruise, typically you're expecting a longer line, right? You know, it, it's not saying that like, oh, the investment in time is better for jungle cruise. It's just that like, this is, this is the reality of the situation, right? The magic carpets of Aladdin. If there's a tip, I now look, I haven't done this since I was like 18, but if there's a wait for the magic carpets of Aladdin, I'm not going to do it. It depends. I mean, I've done it when the kids were little. I would yeah. say 15, 20 minutes. I would say max on that. I, I would say 10 to 15. It's in the direct sunlight. Yeah. I mean, there's, n- yeah, you are not getting, especially in the middle of the summer, it's a, yeah. be a beastly experience. You're begging for that camel to spit on you. Like, yeah. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Now, obviously, these shows have kind of a maximum wait time of like, what, like 20 minutes for you to like get in there. I'm not waiting more. I'm not waiting the full 20 minutes for Tiki Room. Like if I'm. No way. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm walking up and like a group is like just going in and like the doors are closing, I'll wait 10 minutes for the Tiki Room. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. 
you know, get the pre-show in there and then go in yep. there, go inside and have a nap. It's pretty much. I got to say, like people give under new management a lot of like, you know, flack. I loved under new management when they when they went back to the regular enchanted tiki room. I was well, just I mean, like the gods did literally smite it. Yeah, they did. The tiki gods literally lit it on fire, but I liked it. And now that Gilbert Gottfried's gone, I, I mourn its loss. I get all it. the more. Uh, all right. Big Thunder Mountain. Huh. What's the maximum wait standby wait time? I feel like I have waited for this one in the past. Yeah. Huh. Would I, I mean, wait an hour for this? I don't think I can give it an hour. I don't know if I could do an hour. Either. I think I could do 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes. Sounds good. I, well, yeah. Yeah. 40 minutes. I think is, is, is it for me? Uh, Tiana's Bayou adventure. Now not splash mountain. Mind you Tiana's Bayou adventure. Right. New ride, I'm going to have to say probably worth at least a 90-minute wait. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. if you've never done it, yeah, 90 minutes is solid. The Country Bear Jamboree. I'll, I'll wait the full 15, 20 minutes for this. I would not. I mean, I know you wouldn't. I think, what have you done? I wouldn't. One, you've done it one time. Right. The country bears are a huge part of Disney for me. I love, love them. them. I love, love them. To, I love them to death. And yeah, I w- if, if the doors were just closing as I walked in, I would wait the whole time. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's where I could do it. I like that little holding area with all like the bear, mar- like the bear claw marks on the floor. And right. if I can get a seat, then absolutely. But I mean, if I'm standing, that might be that might be a different story. Right. The haunted mansion. Keep in mind, great queue, great, great interactive queue. queue. Um, I would wait a while for Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I think I could go 50 minutes for Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I could do the full hour. Yeah, the full hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, when you're when you're stuck in that like area with like the green awning, like like right in the beginning of the queue, that could be a little much. But I mean, you get to like watch you get to people watch on like Tom Sawyer Island and see the riverboat go by. I don't even mind that. It's when the line's backed up. Into yeah, the it's part. Yeah, it's when it's backed up. In, like, that's when I typically won't go near it when it's like backed up toward like where the stable house is. Right. But it's just it gets unruly back there. Mm-hmm. But then when you're going through the graveyard, it becomes a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, play the organ and, yep. you know, all other cool stuff. <clears throat> The Hall of Presidents. Hmm. I'll wait the full time for this one. I would also. And I'll tell you why. Because the air conditioning in this place is can't it miss. kicks. Yeah. It, they make this place frosty in the yep. summer. And I'm like, you know what? You want me to stand in this in, in this room for a little bit in the middle of July? I'll do it. I'll wait the full like 20 minutes or whatever it is. There are too many places on property that don't crank the AC. They have the AC on, but it's not cranked. Right. Uh, this one is is Always. not guilty of that. It is. It is like when I go in there, I'm like, like in in the video we did for Morty with the ways to beat the heat in the Magic Kingdom. We said go into the Hall of Presidents, and I was like, I'm like cold now. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a great sign. The Liberty Bell Riverboat. If it's not like just pulling up and I can walk right on, I'm not. Yeah, doing it. same. I mean, I've I've never done it. So really, yeah, I think you should do yeah. it at least once. 
I always say that, but then, you know, I need a Disney trip long enough where I'm like, I'm going to do that. Do you ever find that there are things you've never done that you purposely continue to not do just so that there's still something you haven't done? No. I find that I do that. Like the Astro Orbiter. That's like something I'm saving. Yeah. I don't know why I'm the car- <laughs> the carousel. I've never done the carousel. I did before I had kids, right? Like I had never done Dumbo or anything like that. And I'm like, cool, yeah. I'm going to save that. And then my kids were born. I did them all. That's kind of like what I'm saving the carousel for. Cause I'm like, I'm going to go in the carousel for the first time when I have a kid. I don't know. I like, I enjoyed doing the carousel with like just Heather when we started going to Disney. It was yeah. uh, something nice. Okay. So moving along the uh, Dumbo, the flying elephant. It seems like a 20 minute wait for me. You know what? This one is an interesting one because there is the indoor play area where you yeah. can like sit and relax in the AC. Now, this before they moved Dumbo, when it was back smack dab in the middle of Fantasyland, this was the most torturous wait because it was in the sun. It was oh, yeah. always long. It was only one Dumbo. Yeah. You, you know, now there's two. You've got the indoor area. Yeah. I'm giving it 20, 25 minutes. 20 sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I love what they've done with it. Uh, now, typically, this ride no longer gets to the point where you have to go into the play area or get like the ticket to come back and you know like the 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 vibrating like restaurant style um you know callback pager. thing yeah. yeah pager that was the word I was looking for thank you <laughs> um okay so yeah the barnstormer hmm. thirty minutes yes yeah, that thirty minute wait thirty minutes if you have a kid with you yeah yeah I guess so right yeah. Pete's silly sideshow. Keep in mind, this is a this is a major character spot. Yeah, I've waited a long time for this. When that first opened, you yeah. know, and you get you get you know dual characters. I I remember waiting quite a while for this. Yeah, I think thirty five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say forty five, just because it is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I would I would I would up it to forty five maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'll meet you there. So, of course, this is uh, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, and Minnie um, in their circus outfits. So. But it's two separate lines, right? It is, I believe. So, you know, you're kind of picking one or the other. because. So now when you say 45, do you mean 45 for one of them? Or do you mean like 22.5 minutes per line? I mean, I guess 45 for your side of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Not a bad cue. No. It's cool stuff to do. I love that scuttle animatronic. Could I really see myself waiting 30 minutes for this? For me, it's 20. Yeah, 20 I to 25. See, I, I don't even know if I could do 20. I mean, I, again, the occupancy is pretty high on this, so the, the wait times do get low at times. Yeah. Um, this is typically a walk-on. Right. Like right. this, Honestly, I say 25, but it, when I look, if there's any kind of wait, I'm typically skipping it. I got to tell you, they have this in California Adventure. It is not, it's housed in a building that is not designed for this ride. So the queue line has nothing to do with it. But uh, there's never a wait. I mean, never. Yeah. You're never waiting more than five minutes for us, ever. So, ever. You're not, so you're not getting like the scuttle animatronic there? Nope. And no, I, it's, it's, it was a thing. building used for something else. I love that scuttle animatronic, and I love how he, like he knows when it's raining. He knows when people are moving fast. He, you know, yeah. um, okay. The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, big e-ticket attraction. 
How would long would you... I wait for it? I guess an hour for or how one. long do you yeah, how long do you think it's worth it to wait? I guess is the well, question. I mean, I think an hour is 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 your is your comfort zone. Yeah. On this one. But I mean, it, let's face it, we frequently see it at like 90. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it either. But if I was it, here on vacation and I had no fast pass option, I, I think yeah. I might have to do it. I mean, it's a 90 second ride. It is. It's very short. It's very short. It's not particularly impressive. I like it. I I, it. I, mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I, I would go as far as to say I love it even. But it's not like, you know, it's not Rise of the Resistance. Right. So. That's 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 the big question there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say an hour. I've done. Have I done longer? Yeah, I think I've probably done longer than that. But have you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like when I first moved here, probably. All right, the mad tea party. I mean, if that's not a if it, like if there's more than one like group before me, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm never riding this ride ever again. Yeah, same. I've, I've passed spinning rides, but if you have kids who have to do it, which I did at one point in my life, I would say this is like a 15, 20 minute wait. The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. See, now this one I really like. I love this ride. So I'd wait a while for this one. Yeah, I would say 45 minutes. I want to say I've waited recently for 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, not a bad cue either. I mean, look, am I am I touching the, the wall that you can like smear the honey on? No, I'm not touching that. You don't really have to touch uh, it. You just got to get close to it. Yeah, you just have to hover your hand over the surface of it to yep. move the honey. You don't actually have to touch it. Like, could you know, you figure... How many children do you think lay their grubby hands on it a day? Yep. Ugh. I mean, um, it's a small world. Huh. It's a small it's world. It's a head scratcher, right? I like this one a lot too. Would I wait 30 minutes for it? I probably would, actually. I was literally just thinking 30. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go above 30 on principle alone. Yeah, I mean, again, not a very impressive queue. Right. But I do like the queue. Yeah, it's not not terrible, but it's it's not. There's not really well, a lot the, to in, do. the inside queue. You know, like yes, when you it, cross the bridge. Yeah, when you're when you're stuck in that outside area, like like on the on the yeah park side of the bridge, it's not great. Um, Peter Pan's flight. I I want to say I don't understand this. I don't I understand don't, everyone's. I don't, I don't ability to wait 70, 80 minutes for this ride. Twenty five minutes. Yeah, I mean, half an hour, I think I'd feel like I'm getting a bargain. So maybe I would do that. Yeah, I mean, look, the queue, they, they've revamped the queue. It's pretty uh-huh. cool. Like, but I am not doing any more than 25 minutes to wait for this ride, which, means, ty- which means typically I'm not doing it. Right. You know, it's uh, and I'm fine with that, too. I don't need to hear regular guy Captain Hook voice. Fire, right. Mr. Smee. <laughs> Help me, Mr. Smee. Uh, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. I mean, I like the carousel a lot. I wouldn't wait a long time for it. It's carousel. Minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Maybe. Yeah. Ariel's Grotto for the Ariel meet and greet. Um, that I would wait for. I have waited for that in the past. Yeah, probably thirty-five minutes. I would say. Yeah, that's a strong thirty-five for me. Right. Mickey's Philhar Magic. 
I don't like, I don't love waiting for this one. Like, I don't either. I yeah. mean, so much so I haven't even done it in the past couple of years because I just, I don't like, even when they're like, oh, next show's starting. Like, you're not walking into there. You're walking into the room that yes. then will walk into there. And I hate being in that room. I hate that room. I would say 10 minutes. Yeah, that's about where I would go with it also. Yeah. Yeah. 10 minutes is about it. Enchanted Tales with Belle. Huh. This is pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun. If you had a kid, I feel like it's a kind of like a, something you'd want to do. I could see waiting up to 20 minutes for it. I was going to say 30. Okay. Yeah, sure. I can almost yeah. buy that. I, I think I would go as, as far as 30. Now, that being said, I've only done it once. So, right. I mean, I guess I haven't done it since the kids were little, but I do remember it was something they wanted to do. But you know what? The the animatronics in it are top notch. Definitely. The, the effect of walking through the mirror to the Beast Castle was tremendous. I loved that. Uh, Princess Fairy Tale Hall. See, this one I think is if you know if this is important to people. I think this one's a wait. Yeah, I think this is like a forty-five minute. Yep. Oh, I mean, probably an hour at least. Yeah. Okay, so now Fairy Tale Garden featuring Mirabelle. Would you wait an hour for that? I would not. No, me neither. I would say 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty. So we're in we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thoughtful spot, which is uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, I would do twenty five to thirty minutes for this. Yeah, same. It's a it's a really cute meet and greet. It was the meet and greet we decided we were gonna do uh, right after we got engaged. It's kind of special to me. I thirty to thirty five minutes is good. The Astro Orbiter. Oof. I mean, I. I think as a kid, I would have liked this. So it, it's yeah. Again, not not would you do it now, yeah. but what do you think the it's worth in wait time? Like, what is the value of the wait time? Right. So the line is downstairs, and you got to take the elevator. Then you get on this elevator to get on a line upstairs. Mm-hmm. So the line can be a little deceptive because it's it's always longer than you think it is. Right. I could see I could see half an hour for some people. I would uh, yeah, I would say 35 minutes. Yeah. So Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. This one has I, got deceptively long lines a lot of the time. Like I, I see this at 75 minutes, like routinely. Would never do that. And that line is if you have claustrophobia, yeah. that line for whatever reason just feels really tight. Oh, did I ever tell you about the time I, I completely ate it? in the line for Buzz Lightyear, like just no. slipped and fell and like crashed to the ground. Okay. I was wearing, um, it was when I first moved here and, you know, I was big into Crocs at the time and I had worn these Crocs so much that the bottoms of them were like completely smooth. Now it rained okay. on this, it rained on this night. It was wet inside. I'm with my friends, uh, Melissa and Cheryl, and we walk in and I just ate it in this queue line. <laughs> Do you better be you happy you didn't crack your head open? There's literally railings and bars everywhere. Oh, and it, well, I was holding on to the railing, so like okay. I managed to like I managed to like hold on. So I'm not waiting for this more than thirty five minutes, thirty minutes. I, even I, even man. that is a stretch. Like yeah, twenty minutes. Do, yeah, twenty. Maybe. I can't do anything more than twenty on this, and I enjoy this ride a lot, but I can't yeah. do anything more than twenty. I mean, it's a unique ride in the Magic Kingdom. It's a it's it's game of it's gamified. It's you know it's unique. 
it's got a cool buzz animatronic i you know it, it there's an era there's an era of uh competitive you know spirit with this one that i like i, I just i still can't do more than 25 agreed all right space Ma- uh, i'm sorry the people mover people mover i've waited a time for the people mover that you probably wouldn't think is normal um uh, i mean yeah, tell me what you've waited. I'm in on this. I would do 45 minutes. 15 minutes for me. I love the people mover, but if it has a long, long line, I know enough about the people mover to know that if I come back in an hour, that line's a walk-on. But it isn't always. If the park's really crowded, if it's one of those days where it's packed, it it's going to be like this all day. But I think it's kind of me still having this mentality of like the early 2000s where like, the people mover never had a wait. It was never. the ultimate walk-on attraction. And like I still kind of have this like, you know, boo-boo face, like, you know, no, I'm not waiting for it. It's not not allowed. So the the problem also with the people mover though is they don't really I don't think they list the the wait time for it, do they? Uh I thought they did, but maybe, I can maybe they do now. I don't know. But I mean, like if it's if it's like outside of like the like the actual queue where they have the person uh-huh. with the with the sign standing there, I'm not doing it. I've done it. Look, have I done it? Yes. Would I do it again? No. Space Mountain. I could see this being an hour for people. I mean, it's it's not something for me, but so let me tell you something. It's an iconic I, roller coaster. The last time I did Space Mountain queue for an hour was the most miserable experience of my life. Why? I don't that cue like I I'm claustrophobic. I you know, I get I get heavy anxiety in situations like the Space Mountain queue. It's dark, there's lots of people around me. Like I had a full-blown internal panic attack. Okay. Now, to look at me, you would never know because my panic attacks aren't like you know, like I'm not hyperventilating on the ground. I I have these internalized panic attacks where it's just paralyzing and debilitating inside. Um. So, yeah, I I personally can't do more than 30 minutes for this one, but I believe it is. If you are able to do it, I believe that it is worth an hour. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now with the Play Disney Parks app, they they give you like little distractions and stuff. Remember, like it was such a big deal when they redid the queue for this. And they were like video games in there now, yep. and, which, you know, now they still have those games, but it's just through the app, which is so much better because you're not touching something that a million people have touched. Exactly. The Tomorrowland Speedway. That you is know, a there's a rough line to wait in. It is a rough line to wait in, and I always kind of talk about this ride because, you know, it's not something I'm ever going to do, but having your kid drive a car, an actual yeah. physical car, right, not test track, I, I can see this being an hour wait for a parent who's got a five-year-old. I, I yeah. can. Like, I mean, my advice would be do it at night. That line is that, grueling yeah, in the sun. Baking but in the sun. I 100% could see this being like a like a real way. I could see a kid. I, if it was five-year-old me, I would want to do this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I used to want to always do the the drive the car thing at Bowcraft Amusement Park in Jersey. Right. So I, right. I totally get it. I would I would go up to 45, 50 minutes, maybe an hour. Yep. Somewhere between there, depending on the day. Uh at well, okay, so maybe 40 minutes in the day in in like the middle of the day, but up to an hour at night. There you go. Okay. It's conditionally. 
Tron light cycle run. Now in the in a, in a world in which this had a standby line, obviously. Right. New attraction. Not the longest thing in the world. Um, you know, maybe it's like what three minutes, maybe, if that. I'm gonna say like a hundred minutes. I was gonna say ninety. So ninety to hundred. Yeah. 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 Um, there are a few attractions in Walt Disney World that I believe are worth the full two hours. This isn't one of them, though. Okay. Um, we will get to one of them today, but right. you know, uh, Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. I like to wait for this one because I like to text in jokes. Yeah, I know you're into that. I would, I wouldn't wait anything for this. Look, corn, corny jokes. I mean, like, I'm in. For, I love the Laugh Floor. I think it's it's always such a unique experience. I think it's funny. I am determined to be that guy sometime before the day that I die. But I also feel like if I were that guy, I'd be slightly mortified by it. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like a like a two parter there. Right. Um, Interesting. I've never even been on like the the big screen, like in the beginning where it's like this guy's buying everyone churros. Huh. Never. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. The maximum you're waiting, I mean, not not true. Like if if you're in the next theater, the maximum I guess you're waiting is like 25 minutes. Right. And I think it's worth the 25 minute wait. I do too. I want to say I wouldn't wait 25 minutes, but you know what? I if I went on if I went on vacation and didn't do it, yeah. I would end up waiting the 25 minutes cuz I I have to do it. Right? Like did you um do you like watching? I'm sure you do. Like the video outside with Walt and the Sherman brothers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Love that. I honestly wish those screens were bigger. Yeah. yeah. In a perfect world, I wish that there was like an indoor like pre-show area that played that. But you want to talk about a ride that is not air conditioned enough. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Here it is. Definitely. All right. That's Magic Kingdom. Okay. You ready to move on to Epcot? Yes. All right. Let's do Spaceship Earth. That's a 30 minute wait for me. I was literally about to say 30 minutes. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you walk in when you when you get to Epcot early in the day, my biggest advice that I always give people do not go to Spaceship Earth because that's when it has the longest wait of the day. Well, they're like, we're not Kevin. We're going straight to Moana. Right. (laughs) Uh, Good Lord. Um, Yeah. Spaceship Earth gets a really long wait in the beginning of the day because it's the first thing that people see. So they hop right on it. Go to Spaceship Earth in the middle of the day after lunch, and you are looking at a 30 minutes or less wait. Even better, go there at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. It's a walk on. Yeah. 30 minutes, I would say. Uh, Journey into imagination with Figment. If it's not 10, 15 minutes, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I thought I would I would wait longer for this, but I actually one time had to kind of wait for this and it was like 25 minutes and it is torturous. Do you like when you're waiting 25 minutes for Figment, are you, aren't you like mad? Yeah, you're like, furious. You're just like I can't believe the audacity of of of, you know, Disney right now making me wait for Figment. Right. What am I doing? But you do yeah. have those days, especially in a park with Epcot that doesn't have a lot of yeah. of rides yeah. where guess what? The park's really packed and everything has a wait today. So you're just like, no, but it it's true. It, it was 25 minutes one time and I fast passed it. And I felt so stupid, like using a fast pass for it. But I was like, hey, you got you to do what you got to do. Yep. I'm not waiting for this ride. Uh, and I love this ride, but I'm not waiting for it. 
you know it's funny when we went on um our, our fourth boys trip we brought my my buddy sean and you know sean of course and Sean is awesome and down for whatever. And he's going, we knew he was going to have a great time. And there are a couple things in Disney that I feel like Sean didn't understand. And Figment is the epitome of all of them. Like oh, we sure. were on that. And he's like, I don't understand why you guys are doing this. <laughs> and, and my buddies, David Nolan, like they're in, like we, they are Disney people. Like we're, yeah, we're doing this. And Sean was just like, I don't understand why you guys would ever do that. <laughs> I get it. And I get him not understanding it, but can't oh, comprehend it. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Meet uh, the figment meet and greet. Oh, I I wait five hours for this. I feel like I would do 45 minutes because I haven't done it. So, I mean, I'm in. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, the Disney and Pixar short film festival. No I mean, way. No way. I'm not waiting for this. No. Uh, maybe the 10 minutes that it might take to like, you know. Mm-hmm. Get I guess maybe. if I was really bored. Uh, Mission Space. I'm not waiting for this at all. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'd probably, wait 10 minutes. It's, it's, I don't think it's worth more than a 25 minute wait at, right. at maximum. I mean, just even not just based on the fact that I personally dislike it. I just feel that the experience itself, I don't think is worth more than a 25 minute. Um, and the pre-show is you know. probably another 10 minutes at least. So you got to kind of factor that in. Yeah. Like, yep. Well, I mean, I count the pre-show as like, okay, I'm on the ride. I do too, but let's face it. It's not that cool. You're kind of standing in a room with those yeah. numbered things on the floor where you're really tight with everybody. And it's you're a line. St- and you're stressed out because you're like, if I'm not the commander, I'm going to cry. Well, that's why it's good to have a party of four because you can just like kind of assume all the positions you want to do. Yeah, but then what if somebody else wants to be the commander also? I feel like we are, we're all pretty. We work as a team on, on that. No, you thing. might, but I'm I'm saying that like, you know, I'm a little bit more competitive. Everyone has a role. If I'm not, yeah, and that role is commander for me. Um, So much so that I make Siri call me commander. Really? I'm, I'm, no, I don't, but... <laughs> um, commander... Yeah. Um, all right. Test track. Love test say, track. Let me say an hour. Love test track. Hate the line. I hate the queue for test Don't track. Don't love the line. Honestly, hate the merge after you build the car. That's the worst. I, I, it's just poorly done. And, and I know you, it works. And, and I know everyone you, gets through, but it isn't fun. And if you lightning lane it, like you're still going through that merge. Yep. The yep. lightning, the lightning lane only bypasses that like first little bit, which is why I'm like the single rider line is better than this. Um, yeah, I hate it. I, I would probably do 35, 35 minutes. I know you, would you said an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Test tracks, test tracks, like a staple ride. Are you excited for like the reimagining of test track? Or... I am. Yeah, I am. Okay. Guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind. I assume this has to be one of your two hour rides worth the worth two hours of wait. It's got a really awesome queue. I love listen. Sometimes I'm upset when I'm going through that queue too fast. Cause I'm like, no, I want to hear what the world mind has to say about Turkey legs. I totally get that. You know, um, you know, uh, star Lord. I like watching the guardians get interviewed. I like seeing Terry Crews pop up. Love Terry Crews. Me too. Love space. I call him space Terry in that ride. Because, you know, Space Terry loves space yogurt. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference for you. Love it. Yeah. Um, so what do, you, what do you think? Are you with me on two hours or do you think it's not worth that? No, I mean, I think it is. Just, uh, again, I didn't like it. It made me feel queasy. But yeah, my kid's reaction alone, I get it. 
Do you think the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Remix is worth more than two hours? I would still put it at two hours. No, I would say it's the same. Yeah, two yeah. hours. All right. Awesome Planet, the 4D film experience. I'm not waiting for this. I've never done it. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a walk on for me or nothing. Uh, living with the land. Love living with the land. My wheelhouse would be 15 minutes. Well, my wheelhouse yeah. would be zero, but I mean, I would take 15 minutes. But would I wait half an hour? I would. I would not wait half an hour. I would wait 10 minutes max. I would wait half an hour. I love this ride. Uh, this is one of those rides where, like, when I have to wait for it, I'm like, how dare you? Like, yeah. you know, I like, because this was always just a walk on ride. All right. Soren around the I, world. I hate. I hate the line. It's so bad. And I've waited like an hour for this. And I just, I was miserable. There is. So the, the, the early line for Soren, when you get to like play the games on the, my Disney on the play Disney parks app on the big screen, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not bad. But when you lightning lane, you bypass that section and you go into the bad section of the line where you, you get sent to one of the concourses and you're just standing there. That being said, Soren is wonderful. For Soren around the world, I think I would wait 35 minutes. For Soren over California, I would up that to 45 minutes. I'm with you on that. Ugh, I wouldn't want to. But I, yeah, I am, just those times sound right. The thought of 35 minutes for Soren just 30. It, I might not be able to do 35. Yeah. The seas with Nemo and friends that for me, if it's not 10, 15 minutes, I am going into the sea base through the back entrance. I've never waited for this, so I can't imagine waiting for it in all my years. I have never waited in line for this attraction. I mean, never. There's never anybody there ever. I think it's just one of those things where it's like it's not a heavily trafficked ride, but it also is an omni mover. So like it's just constantly loading people up. I have stopped. I've gotten stopped in the room after the beach, like with like the bottom of the boat, like when you're under the ocean. Uh I've gotten stopped there, but never more than 15 minutes. We were on this one time and I'm telling you, we were the only people in the building. Yeah. Uh, Turtle talk with crush. I would wait the full probably 20 minutes for that. Yeah, mid unique experience. Yeah, a journey of water with uh, inspired by Moana. Zero minutes. I am waiting for this. I'm not waiting in line for this. Ever. So it's interesting, right? I mean, I haven't done it. So how much would I wait for? I don't know. Twenty minutes. I I'm not waiting in line for it. It's a walk. I don't want experience. to. It's. Am I going to wait in line to walk through the model town in Germany? Like, no. It's. This is a. You know, am I waiting in line for the purple wall? Like, no, I'm not doing that. What if I, it was the first time? Still no. I'm not waiting in line for something I walk through for, for just an area of ambiance that I walk through. I don't want to do right. that. I get it. Uh, Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros. If this has any weight whatsoever, it's not being done. We, a couple of years ago, we went and... As we're walking up to it, the line was outside the pyramid. No. And I was like, sorry, kids, not this year. <laughs> I mean, I I just can't. No, it's it would why? Why would anyone? And I love this ride, but me too. I can't do it. Me too. I would dare it, it was like when I would go to Epcot back when I lived closer and I would go to Epcot to do cardio, that was my reward at the end of like four miles, would be, you know, because I knew I could walk right on it. Right. 
Frozen Ever After. I could see this being an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Your kids are into Frozen. You go to Disney World. You're going to want to ride the ride. Yeah. An hour, 50 minutes, maybe. The yeah. queue's not bad, you know? Like the yeah, it's okay. Traveling Stark, opens. It's chilly. Yeah. Uh, reflections of China. <laughs> I mean, no way. I'm not waiting for that, no. Um, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll sit in like the little area and look at like the Shanghai Disney stuff, but right. you know, I'm not and I've done reflections of China once. That was enough. Uh the American adventure. Now, typically, if you're if you miss the showtime, this is a 40 minute wait. Yeah. Which no, not I happening. wouldn't wait 40 minutes, but I would wait 20. Yeah, I would need to catch it like midway through the previous performance or something like that, or maybe like listen to the voice of Liberty, yeah, and then head up to it because I think they try to time that out like that, right? Yeah. Um, but they okay. do have a cool exhibit there that's always changing, and yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. some cool stuff. Impressions to France, I'm not waiting for it. No way. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast sing along again. Not waiting for it. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Okay, so this is one that I, I appreciate more every time I ride it, but I don't understand the mega weights for it. Because it's new. Yeah, I get it. I just, I don't, could I wait an hour for this? Probably not. No. I was going to say 30 but, but to 35 People do, minutes. you know? No, I could, I 30 to 35 minutes max. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it is, it has the long standby because it is the newest thing in the park with standby. Right. You know, Cosmic Rewind's virtual queue, so this is this gets the long wait. Just like, you know, uh, Mind Train is still getting the super long wait in Magic Kingdom because Tron is virtual queue. Right. Uh, and finally, Canada far and wide. I'll wait six hours for that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait 10, 15 minutes for this. I can't even do that, but I understand. I, I just, I just like the song. I know it's, you know what they, they sucked so much of the spirit out of this experience. Like you have, um, Eugene Levy and, uh, the mom from home alone. Yep. Like they're, they're on, you know, they're on that funny show together. Um, they're, they're two, they're two very funny people Whose decision was it for there to be no humor in this attraction? You're right. It's, it is a weird. It is a weird thought, especially coming off of Martin Short, who just cracked jokes the entire time. And look, I used to complain about the Martin Short jokes in this, in the beginning of Two Men and the Mouse. I would kill for that back. Martin Short it. joking about hockey and 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 whatnot. I mean, this is before I had my Canada love, so right. you know. Uh yeah, but I would wait. I would wait 15, 15 minutes or so in that little the area. Real question is, how long would you wait for crepes? For crepes? You ever see the line for the crepes place and by Ratatouille? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because I waited a long time with Ethan one night. He really wanted crepes, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And we waited, I an exceptional I would, amount of time. Can you not mobile order the crepes? I don't know. I think I think it's one of those things where like the mobile orders, you like the earliest you can do it's like an hour from now. Yeah, I would say the longest I would wait for a crepe would be fifteen minutes. I I, I want to say I waited over half an hour for crepes. Good lord! And the worst part about it was the couple in front of us thought they were online for ratatouille. 
Oh, no. Spent a solid 25 minutes on that line. Got up to the front where the menu is. And they were like, wait, this isn't a ride. And we were like, that's for crepes. And they're like, oh, we thought it was Ratatouille. And they got off. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, and how long did they wait in that line? At least 25 minutes. Oh, these poor these poor fools. Okay. Um, okay. So you ready to hear what our friends around the world had to say about this? I asked them, uh, you know, what would what's the longest one you would wait for and how long would it be in both Magic Kingdom and Epcot? Okay. Um, so Cassidy Marinho says, right now, uh Tron 90 minutes and Guardians 70 minutes. Uh, when okay. those aren't the big new things, it would likely be more Winnie the Pooh 40 minutes, Soren 60 minutes. 60 minutes on Soren sounds like torture. I can't do it. Yeah. Lara Fee says, that's tough. There are a couple of attractions that I haven't gotten to experience yet, but for now I'll say Tron 60 minutes and Guardians 90 minutes. Uh, Amanda Mo- more, right? Amanda Mooning says, I realize I'm my own kind of nerd, so this will not be anyone else's answer. Small World 60 minutes and Epcot um, meet a character in their inside meeting space in Norway or Morocco 75 minutes. Okay, I respect that. Uh, Kathleen Grove, aka our friend Kat from Kalamazoo, says Magic Kingdom. I haven't ridden Tron, so 90 minutes, but for a ride I've done before, I would wait 60 minutes for Pirates and an Epcot Guardians wow. 90 minutes, though not a real ride. But I'd also wait 90 minutes to eat in Space 220 again. It was so good. Wow, wow. okay. Uh, Greg Kerstetter says, I'd probably do 120 minutes for both Tron and Guardians. Both are my new favorite rides. Guardians especially was a crazy new experience. Dan Kukowski says, Magic Kingdom, Buzz Lightyear, 45 minutes. Gotta beat my daughter Claire and max out the score at least once per trip. I Epcot, like that. Yeah, Epcot, Spaceship Earth. See, he, he took like the he took like the competitive nature and like like, you know, I respect that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Spaceship Earth, 60 minutes. You can't go to Epcot and not ride it at least one time, no matter what. Jason Frank says, Magic Kingdom, Haunted Mansion, 60 minutes. I can't be in Magic Kingdom and miss it, and it's probably my favorite queue. So I'm actually a little disappointed when there's no wait. Epcot, Guardians, 90 minutes. Only ridden it once, but I loved it, and it's got a good queue. After a few more times, not sure I'd wait 90, but right now, yep. Spaceship Earth is my can't-miss ride at Epcot, but the queue is awful, so in reality... I'm not sure I'd wait more than 30 minutes for it. Finally, Laura Ferguson says, I would wait 60 for Cosmic Rewind. I wouldn't wait more than 45 minutes for anything at Magic Kingdom. If the lines are that long, I'm leaving for another park. So there you go. All right. That all sounds respectable. Anything else you wanted to uh, add this week? No, I added the crepes. Yeah. Yeah, you did add the crepes. All right. Well, then uh, that's going to do for Two Minutes in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to our wonderful patrons who continue to support the show. We've got so much great new content coming at you guys coming up later this week. Geek Watchtower uh, Festival Food Features. We've got next week, we've got the, um, you know, the, the home movie viewings coming for you guys. So that is over at patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse. Uh, you know, our listeners who have been with us since the beginning are going to start getting their merchandise very soon. So excited for that. Uh, and folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over there in Craven, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Craven, New Jersey 07016. Go to eBay uh, where you can find a or code RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Uh, if you are planning a trip anywhere in the world, but specifically the Disney or Universal Parks, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Justin and his team have got so much going on over there. Uh, email him 
justin at awaywithmetravel.com and let them take you to the magic and for me folks please check out the morty monster youtube channel at youtube.com slash morty monster new great stuff coming at you guys now uh hopefully this week right after we uh end this podcast i'm gonna start trying to put the finishing touches on the halloween horror nights video um as well as um you know my books the ross and annie series available on amazon.com under the name kevin j kessler all my other books under the name vincent valentine that's v-a-l-e-n-t-e-a-n uh available on amazon.com all right well that is for this week pete any closing words i'll see you soon kevin i'll see you next week uh, please folks keep the magic of alive every day of your lives we will see you next week on two men and the mouse So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.